Okay, so over the last couple of days, I've spoken a good bit about the intersectionality between identity, personality, creativity, touched a little bit on flow states and about being an off-the-lead type of person, which is essentially a creative person to a large degree. But I want to touch on, on creativity in particular because not to harp on negatively about our education system again, but in relation to dumbing down our creativity or rooting out our creativity out of us. That's the one thing that our education system does a really good job on. So if you're in senior infants or first class or first year or whatever stage you are through the education system, if you can draw, if you're naturally talented and good by other people's standards, you'll be pigeonholed into a creative box and a creative... You know, the road to creativity will be opened up for you. But, you know, if your drawings aren't that good, if your music's not that good, if you don't show creative talent quickly and fast and well, you know, that gate is closed to you. You're boxed off from being creative. So it's a weird one. It's, It's only people who are really good at it that are almost allowed to do it. We've lost the sense that you should do it for its own sake. And I heard a great analogy for that recently. It was actually on uh, Blind by Boat Club's most recent episode, I think. He was chatting to a, a psychologist about creativity and flow states. And he, he used a couple of analogies. One of them was with running, which I thought was brilliant. When you do PE in school, say physical education, if you're really good at it, you know, the, the, that road is opened up to you. But if you're not that good at it, you're pushed down that fucking road. They, they, they practically force you to do it and they force you to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it until you either get better or at the very least you don't get worse. And I don't know really why creativity is treated any differently because it's a part of the human condition and a part of the human experience that should be promoted. And what Blind Boy was saying was, and I'm paraphrasing this but you'll get the sentiment, you mightn't be an Olympic level runner, like myself, I'm by no means an Olympic level runner, but I still run regularly. Now I'm never going to break any records, other than you know my own records, my own personally held records, my personal best times. But I'm never going to break the mead or national record in, in any distance. But that doesn't mean that I can't go running every day or every other day. Because there's a benefit from running, you don't have to be good at it. I don't care if it takes you 45 hours to run a 5k. You're better off doing something badly than not doing something at all. But in relation to creativity, it's like, ah, yeah, you're not really good at that, so don't bother. There's no, there's no encouragement to improve and there's no, there's no encouragement to do it for the sake of doing it. And what's tied up in all of this is a fear of failure as well. Imagine sitting down in a room full of people and being asked to draw the person that's sitting in front of you. Let's say you've got a model that's sitting in a particular pose and you have four hours, you have a blank piece of paper and you've got a pencil and it's like, right, at the end of the four hours, we're going to show your work to the room. Like most people would shit themselves at that, be like, Jesus Christ, this is going to be a fucking disaster. I can't draw. This This is a nightmare. Most people wouldn't do it, never mind enjoy doing it. But, and this is what the point that Blind Boy was making, but if you were told, right, 
you've 60 seconds to draw this person. People will just happily draw away because there's no expectation that's going to be any good. Because at the end of it, you're going to be able to say, well, <laughs> it took me 60 seconds to draw. How, what were you expecting? And people are okay with that. And when he said that, something went off, a light bulb went off in my head and I was like, fuck. That's what the solos are for me. Because I, I just bang these out every day, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is, whatever's on the top of my head, I just bang it out, I get whatever's in my mind, out of my mind. And you know, I can't be held account. I can't be held too accountable. Now, I'm obviously accountable. I, I, I stand over every fucking syllable that's ever come out of my mouth. But... I'm not going to take a critique from somebody to say that I could have worded this better or I didn't explain this very well or I repeated myself here and here or this episode is essentially the same as an episode 275 episodes ago. Like none of that bothers me because I just, I just do it every day. If I did one 15 minute podcast a week, like the pressure would be fucking on. It'd have to be something then. And that, that would produce a, a fear of failure. And I think that's essentially why most people generally leave creative things to creative people. And for the most part, that's fine. But a lot of creative people, a lot of creative people leave creativity to, you know, other creative people, actual creative people. They don't consider themselves creative people. But that's only in the same sense that I don't consider myself a, a, a runner. I'm not a runner's runner. Like, I'm not, an, I'm not an athlete when it comes to running. My times are, you know, average at best. But it doesn't stop me from fucking going out the door. Because I enjoy doing it. And, and that's why I do it. I'm not doing it to break records. I'm not doing it to impress anybody. I'm doing it for the sake of doing it. And we all enjoyed playing with crayons and Lego and all the rest of it when we were kids. But we grow up and we grow out of it for some unknown reason. Like, when was the last time you did something for the sake of doing it? Because most of us, I would argue, myself included, 99.9% of our lives, we spend doing things that have to be done. We never spend any time doing anything that, if you didn't do it, it wouldn't make any difference. Now, there are exceptions to that, obviously. I mean, I'm an exception. This is an exception. What I'm doing here is an exception. Like, nobody's, nobody's day would be ruined if I stopped doing this all of a sudden. There'll be no real downside to the world at large if I stop recording these things. I do it for my own sake. And if people, if, if anybody out there is getting anything from it, that's just a big, massive, juicy bonus with a cherry on top. And this is, this is getting to, to what I wanted to talk about. And it's, it's constraint. It's, it's limitation. Because if somebody, if, if, if you can do anything at any time, for any length of time, if, if, if you're like, I can't remember, it was Joe Rogan was talking to somebody, I can't remember who it was, it might come back to me, it could have been Peterson, it was Peterson actually, and what he said to Rogan was, right, you ready, let's play a game, and Joe goes, yeah, okay, let's play a game, right, go, and Rogan was like, what do you mean, he was like, go, and Rogan was like, well, what's the game, and Peterson said, the game is, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want it, and Rogan was like, uh, like he didn't know what to fucking say. He didn't know what to do. 
And Peterson was like, he insisted. He was like, no, 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 let, let, let's play a game. The rules of the game is you can do anything you want. There's absolutely no rules. There's absolutely no constraints. Let's go. Let's have a great time. But that's a shit game. You need kind of rules and regulations and constraints and parameters to work within. So instead of being given a page and a pencil and said, draw anything you want and take as much time as you need, a far better idea would be, draw me a horse, but don't spend any longer than 60 seconds drawing it. Because that takes all the pressure off you. Because if there's pressure on you to perform, if there's pressure on you to produce something, quote-unquote, good, that's the antithesis to creativity. Because it's too, your ego is involved too much. I've spoken about this in depth before, but I haven't touched on it recently. So for the purposes of this episode, I'm just going to split you as an entity into two, your soul and your ego. Your soul is governed by emotions. It's all about feelings. Your ego, on the other hand, is all about words. It's all about articulated speech and language and thought. So if you're ever wondering, is something coming from your soul or coming from your ego? If it's in words, it's ego. And if it's in images and feelings, it's in the soul. And in the, the, the reason I'm mentioning that in relation to creativity is if you're sitting down drawing a picture, say you have your pencil in your hand, your blank page in front of you, and you're saying, oh God, right, okay, it has to be this and it has to be that and I can't look shit and what are other people going to think and I'm going to look stupid. Like that's all words. So that's all ego. And ego is the antithesis to true creativity. What you want is, okay, I've got 60 seconds to draw a horse. Okay. And you're in the moment then. And you're not thinking about time and you're just basically drawing out the rough outline of a horse and there's no thoughts in your head. You're just... And there's no expectation, let alone a great expectation. And what's coming to mind now is in relation to the expectation, you often hear about this idea of the difficult second album. So a band will release a couple of singles and then release an album and they'll have massive success and everyone will be like, oh, Jesus, that band's the best band in the world ever. They're class. I can't wait to hear their new album. But what people miss is, for the most part, if it, when a band produces their first album, it's taken them their entire lives. Let's say they're 25 when they do it. It's taken them their entire lives, 25 years to produce that album. But all of a sudden, they need to get another album out within the next year or so. Or, you know, they'll be forgotten about. And that puts savage pressure on people. And there's expectation then as well. It has to be, at the very least, it has to be as good as their previous album. And that's just thought. That's all ego. They're not being creative. They're, they're forcing it. And I don't think you can force creativity. Creativity is something that, that happens. You, it's, it's something that, that you channel in a weird way. Like, I've written a, a small bit of poetry, and any of the poetry that I'm happy with, that I would stand over, that I would show as something that I've written as an example of what I'm capable of, it's never taken me any more than 20 minutes to write the fucking thing. Because it, for whatever reason, it just fell out of me. I, I, had to, I had to exercise it out of me. Not in a, you know, running on a treadmill kind of a way, in more of a, the power of Christ compels you kind of a way. I had, to, I had to get it out of me. Like I had to rid my body of it. I had to put it on the page. And there can be great, it can be very cathartic doing things like that. Just being creative generally. Now on one hand, I'm conscious of reminding whoever might be listening 
that I'm specifically talking about creative people. But that's wrong for two reasons. One, I shouldn't have those kind of thoughts in my head and I have to try and get away from that because I'm not genuinely I'm not genuinely being creative and I'll never get into a flow state doing what I'm doing and saying what I'm saying if I'm constantly conscious of how the the audience is is listening to it or, or what they're hearing or how they're interpret interpreting it that's just pure ego that can that that gets in the way and the second is I'm talking to a bunch of off the lead cunts there it's a captive audience I mean I'm at this, this I'm at I'm at this crack that long that I should be safe in the knowledge that the people listening to me want to listen to me and are keen to hear more. And the only thoughts that I should have in my head or in my mind about the type of people who are listening to me is the idea that the type of people listening to me are happy to just hear me do whatever it is that I do. Because if you view your audience like that, then there's no expectation. Because expectation, as I said, is it's the antithesis to true creativity. And what I want is to get better at what I'm doing. And to get better at what you're doing, you have to let go. It's almost, to use the running analogy again, imagine you were running along and you were like, okay, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. I'm, I'm landing on the ball and my foot more than my heel. I have, to, I have to switch that around or vice versa. Or I have to breathe with my diaphragm. So when I'm breathing, it's in through the nose and you're pushing the, the diaphragm down and then you're, you're exhaling and you're, you're pushing it back in. And you're swinging your left arm and your right arm and your left arm and your left foot and your right foot and you're, you're keeping your shoulders back and you're keeping your chin up. And if you're conscious of all the things that you're doing, for a start, you won't enjoy what you're fucking doing. You'll drive yourself demented, a kilometre of that, and you'll just give up. What you want is you want to get into a flow state and it's the same with creativity and in relation to running again I used to run with a, a watch with a heart rate monitor on it and I used to track my runs I gave up all that shit ages ago because I wasn't looking to really I'm not looking to compete in anything I'm just doing it to enjoy it but what I was finding was having the heart rate monitor on it which times your run so I go and run a 5k say so out and back two and a half k two and a half k back I might really enjoy the run. It might be brilliant. I might, it might have just been exactly what I needed in that moment. And I might feel 10,000 times better walking in the gate as I did walking out the gate. And then I look at my phone and it's like, oh, that was actually a 25-minute a 5K. Fuck. That's shit by my standards. And it used to put me on a bit of a fucking downer. And I'd be, that had happened to me while I was running as well. I'd be running along and I'd check my watch and I'd see that my last kilometre was, you know, five minutes and 20 seconds. It's like, fucking hell, that's slow, like, by my own standards, say. And that was getting in the way of me enjoying my run. And that's all I wanted to be running for, was for the enjoyment of it. Now, it's different if you're, you know, really competitive and running is your, your thing and you want to get your times down and you don't want your times to slip and you want to stay on the edge, blah, blah, blah. That's great. Fair play to you. I'm not saying there's no right or wrong in this. But as far as the analogy between running and creativity goes, it's a perfect one. You shouldn't be drawing with somebody looking over your shoulder. And that person looking over your shoulder is in your head. That's what I mean. You shouldn't be thinking about what other people are going to think about what you're drawing. You shouldn't really be even thinking about what you think about what you're drawing. You should be just drawing for the sake of it. And you can replace drawing with writing poetry, playing the guitar, doing whatever. Doing it is the important thing. And in relation to doing it being the important thing, me committing to doing these six weeks of daily uploads 
it constrains me and it takes the pressure off. I have to do it. Because if I, if I don't make myself do something, I won't do it. I have the longest finger in the world. But if I commit to something and say, fuck it, no, I'm going to commit to doing this for this certain period of time, then I will do it. Especially if I announce it kind of publicly. I tell everyone I'm going to do it. Like if I didn't upload these episodes, there's no fucking way I'd do one every day. I might say to myself, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast every day for six weeks. But, you know, I might do it for a couple of days. But if you're not, if you're not putting it out there, or if you're not telling people about it, for me personally, I need that. I need that bit of pressure to actually pull my finger out of my arse and do it. But I'm taking away all the pressure of it being, quote-unquote, good by putting that constraint on it. It has to be done every day, and it's you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. So realistically, how good could it possibly be? And on that note, I'll chat to you tomorrow.